0: Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All
1: right, here we go. Four o'clock hour. Willie Rerez is here. Just had a great conversation with Darren Millard. If you didn't hear that, you can hear it after the show at lvsportsnetwork.com or check out uh, our various Twitter accounts at Steve Cofield, at Cofield and Company, at ESPN Las Vegas at Willie G. Ramirez at RE Produces, also Facebook. We've been putting out more and more videos, so we'll have a video recap, a couple of recaps of what Millard was talking about. That was neat, right? That was neat. Uh, another guy who experienced one of the broadcasters the parade and was treated like a player, had a family on one of the double-decker buses and got to uh, got to experience that, hey, turning on LV Boulevard, and all of a sudden, <sighs> that's uh, it's neat stuff. And he said he'll never forget it. And Darren's been around hockey long. for a really, really long time.
2: Yeah. That should be an experience because the best part is that for him, I would imagine, as he mentioned, is and and he told us as he was leaving the studio, is he didn't expect until he got there his wife and daughter to be with him. He thought that they'd be on a different one where they had a collection of family members, second, third, fourth, down the line, I would imagine, but... To have them right there with him and experience those cheers and those yell, you know, the yelling and the turning on the logic and hearing all that, uh, it's something he'll never forget, and neither will they.
0: Battleborne Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four. So,
1: this is a very much random topic, and I'm not even sure how many, how many Sports Talk Radio people do it anymore. I suppose people who are older than us. I'm not trying to sound like we're young, because we like baseball. We grew up with baseball, and we grew up with Pete Rose and Rod Carew and Tony Gwynn. But, you know, I've been following, just like a lot of people, what uh, Luis Orias is doing. Um, slap hitter, good average hitter, really didn't break out until he left the Twins, was a part-time player. Now he's getting full-time duty, and he's been right around 400 the entire season. And he just went on a run, two out of three games, he went five for five in in uh, two of the three games. So I think he's like 11 of his last 14. So the average is back uh, at 400 over 400. And 400 was always this, you know, mystical number. And when you look back in history, uh, this is the latest in the season. Someone's been hitting 400 since 2008. And Chipper Jones was doing it through 74 games and then dipped and was bye-bye the rest of the time. I didn't I didn't remember. Garcia Parra did it one year, and it was 91 games in. He was still at 400. So this is pretty special by this dude with the Marlins. But my question is, what does 400 mean in 2023? I'll just throw it out there. I have no idea your thoughts. What does a 400 average mean now?
2: Well, I don't. the The, the thing is, I, I you see these the hitters these days. I the very first thing if you think of like their, I think of a team with their with their hitter. It's a power hitter. It's someone who's yanking, going deep. It's the big clutch hit. It's who who went and what does he have? Like he's got two home runs.
1: Yeah, he's got like two home runs, twenty, 20 ribbies. He's got a nine forty one OPS.
2: Yeah. So it's his numbers are ridiculous because of I mean when you when you look at a team and they're on a nice little run by the way. Um, they not are. Just, they're, they're not just I think it's not eight. a five or six game win streak, but yeah. I think they've won thirteen to sixteen something like that. Thirty
1: nine and thirty one right yeah,
2: now. Yeah. So. Um, When you have a guy like that who can produce at the clip that he's producing, you become a lineup that manufactures runs well and doesn't have to depend on the long ball. So I think it's impressive in the fact that— Yeah.
1: What if his speed is average? He doesn't steal any bases? Well, he doesn't have to do it all. But if he's banging the hits— Well, this is where I'm going. That I think over the years, the last 30 years, most baseball people are like, who cares about average? get on base and if you're getting on base and it's just one base what we really want is multiple bases so there's an approval across the league to swing hard for extra base hits and home runs and there's a premium like I said on getting on base and scoring runs and driving in runs I think the game has changed from a number standpoint and I'll always remember the Mickey Mantle line, and I'll, I'll just paraphrase it. Mickey Mantle talking about Pete Rose was like, "Man, I don't know if I wanted to hit 360, I could have done it too, but I would have been out there just slapping singles around. Who does that help?" He's got a slugging
2: percentage of 490. I don't know whether yeah. where, where that compares. Solid.
1: To... Solid. But you get where I'm going here, like the, yeah. the a- average doesn't seem to matter anymore. Um, and I see, I, I see some, I see some old timers who are like, "Oh, instead of these guys just swinging for the fences, guys hitting 400, what does it mean?" What does it mean? Most baseball people will tell you now the average is not the most important thing unless you're also, if you could combine your average with walking a ton. He doesn't walk a ton because most guys like Ichiro right. and Rose and Carew and I don't know, Ty Cobb. I, don't, I can't remember how many walks Ty Cobb had in his career. It just, it's, here's what 400 means to me on the positive side. I'm not saying it's a negative, mm-hmm. but there's people out there who are like, ah, oh, this is like old school baseball. I guess, I guess that's a good thing. What 400 means to me now is it's more impressive than 400 has ever been before. Do you want to do the era thing in baseball? I think it's harder to hit 400 now than it's ever been in the history of baseball. Why? Because now you go through the gauntlet of five or six pitchers. Pitchers who are not fresh don't pitch. So in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, you're getting gas and good stuff out of the bullpen and from different angles. It's just constantly coming at you. I don't want to denigrate pitchers of the past, but guys stayed in because they were the best guy on the staff, but they were tired. And I also wonder, I mean, I guess there's a whole debate on you know throwing hard, how is it easier to hit when guys are throwing hard, harder. Um, I think it's harder to hit now than it's ever been because of the specialization. So 400 now is really impressive. I don't know what it really means to actually winning games, though.
2: Well, something's working because yeah. they're playing well. You know what I mean,
1: they're on a nice little win streak.
2: Uh, I'm looking at the record. What did you say it was? I have 40 and 27, but regardless of what it is, they're, I mean, it's working. It's working. Number
1: three, Wacky speeches. Last couple of big winning parades. First, Wild Bill. This was the end as they're trying to get him off the stage, and you're getting a lot of no, 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 please stop.
3: We've been waiting for six long years for this guy to be MVP, Jonathan Marcheseau. He got it out. Okay.
1: Pretty good. And that was part of a longer speech, about two minutes. It was epic. It was epic. The guy had fallen down. As Adam Hill pointed out yesterday, he fell down coming out of the stage. Yeah, he slipped. Did not. He slipped down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Did not drop his beer. No. Okay. What kind of beer was it?
2: There are a lot was of specific
1: there? corrections here. Um I don't remember Kelsey Plum's speech like in, in the con the content of it. Were you thinking of Kelsey Plum when you're watching Wild Bill and you're like, 100%. Kelsey did it better?
2: No, I just was thinking this is – this is
1: everybody used the word epic. Every yeah. damn headline, epic,
2: epic, epic. I swore I was not going to say Bill uh, William Carlson's speech was epic, so I'm not going to say it. Everyone else did. But what I did think immediately is the very first thing of I was like, this is great because we've gotten two straight championship parades in this town, skip the NFL, with two fantastic speeches from two players that this town loves – whether you want to rate them 1 and 2, 1 and 1A. We got with this town and it was on the heels of the Joker speech in Denver. So I I thought, you know, this is every championship parade needs somebody and I immediately thought of Kelsey Plum when I was watching it cuz I was like, this is great.
0: I appreciate y'all. This is a long time coming and I just want to let you guys know that this is just the beginning. We got a lot of bad You know, every time I step on the
3: court, I'm gonna be a dog for every single one of y'all, and we gonna do this every year. Let's go! Oh,
1: yeah, and that, at that point, everyone's like, No, 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 no. Okay, she got better as it went along because she didn't sound completely lit, and then she, there was some word at the end there. I was like, Ooh, Okay, um, he was drunker. He was, which is impressive that he had a message. It took him a while to get to, but he had a certain message. I love the fact that he went back to the first game on the first year and was like, "I was crap in the first game, but I was great that year." Yeah, like what you know? Why is that popping into his head? But uh, hers was pretty good, dude. So I maybe better.
2: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna out the person. I spoke to somebody. uh, Spoke to somebody Sunday. High up. Okay. Okay. So it's not going to be who people think. I spoke to someone at the Aces game. Higher up than if anybody would assume who I would talk to. Yeah. I, and I spoke to somebody. I was like, did you see the parade yesterday? I just want your, your opinion. And he said, yeah. He said, did you see William Carlson? Did you see the – per? do you know this person, right. the person who she is, who I know it is, I'm not going to say her name, uh, from the Golden Knights. Would you – I said, were you at the parade? She was like, yeah. Would you have done the exact – same thing, and that person goes, "I didn't." You gotta let. It, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So for me, you got to give the nod to the entire organization, if you will, because mm-hmm. they let her be her. Whereas, I don't know if it was a good. I don't want to say it was a bad look. It was a PR look. It was a definitely a you know preventative look of what they were doing to stop Carlson. I love the the Arizona comment, and then him saying, "But that first year, I was pretty up and good." Yeah.
1: I love that You're part. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I love that part. But overall, I just think it was a better look because they just didn't care. Hey, this is a parade. Let
1: them go. And you thought it was a mistake to pull him off?
2: <sighs> the way that they did it, like I, I could like maybe send one of the players to put his arm around him and help him and grab the mic, do something like that. But I just thought it was I don't know. I just I didn't like it just because I thought it made the whole thing look bad, but I understood why it needed to be done.
1: Number one. All right, decisions on the way, Willie. Decisions on the way. Yeah. And by the way, you're right on uh, the Marlins. They have three more wins, and uh, and actually, Arise has 35 ribbies. So this dude could finish, you know, hitting 380, 390, 400 with like five homers and you know 95 RBI. That's that is pretty impressive stuff. So looking ahead with yep. the Golden Knights, they've got a lot of goalies, a lot of goalies. Logan Thompson was the goaltender of the future. I assume he's going to be with the organization. Who else? Because some of the other guys are unrestricted free agents. Logan Thompson will not be with the Golden Knights. Sure. Really? LT's gonna go? He's gonna go. Get out of here. Here's why.
2: Logan Thompson does not deserve to be anybody's backup. He's proved himself. He went into the uh he finished up the season they didn't get to the playoffs and proved he could be a starter. He started the season. He's their all-star goaltender. Okay? He proved that he's a number one. There's no way he wants to come back next year. He understands. Him and Aiden Hill, by the way, are best of friends. Okay? He doesn't want to come in and be Aiden Hill's backup. And Aiden Hill, by all due respect, doesn't have to be anybody's backup. He's proved that. So he's not going to – he doesn't want to come back to the Golden Knights to a team and be LT's backup. Okay? They both want to be number ones. Now, here's the thing. Logan, The last we saw of Logan Thompson before he was injured, he was playing an all-star season. He's at his peak value. If the Golden Knights were smart, they would re-sign Aiden Hill. They would re-sign Laurent Bressois. Now, I, I, from my understanding, Robin Leonard, by the way, he wants to play next year despite all these surgeries he's had. So that's a whole other issue. But you get your value for what you can get from Logan Thompson to get him off the books and get him where he needs to be, where he could be a starter. There's a lot of places, by the way, that could get a goaltender for a discount for what he would be willing to take, a couple of million at an average annual value, like Washington, like Pittsburgh, right? These are these are places with Ovechkin, with Sidney Crosby, Toronto, Tavares. These are guys that could bring someone like him in and be a, a, kind of like what Aiden Hill did. I think you move Logan Thompson and get the, because it works for both parties. It's a smart move.
1: Blockbuster. Suggestion by Willie. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. You can call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766 1400. Make sure you dial 775 in the north.
0: It's Colefield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
1: All right, rolling on. Willie's here. It's Cofield, Finley, Toyota Studios, NBA Summer League right around the corner. But first, got the draft coming up on Thursday. We'll find out the names. Well, we know the names. We'll find out what places they land in. And then uh, many of them, most of them, will play in the NBA Summer League right here in Vegas, July 7th to the 17th over at the Thomas & Mac. Albert Hall is with us. Albert has been with us basically since 2004. Uh, We do these visits a couple times a year.
0: (laughs) What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great, guys. How are you doing, man? Fired up. It's that time of the year. Everybody's favorite season. Yeah. Uh, Summer League right around the corner. Excited for the draft. Now let's do it.
1: You know, let's go back and do a little talking about history. Uh, and I made sure to mention you guys last week, and I think it's really important. Uh, the A's appear to be coming to Vegas. So we'll have another major league pro sport coming to town. Right with Major League Baseball, and uh, we always have to give credit to the folks who kind of laid the groundwork and took away some of that taboo thought about Vegas. And you guys in the NBA were one of the first ones on the ground here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, that wasn't our intention as we went into it. We just thought, you know, what if we put together a good product? Fans in Vegas, we knew coming off the the Rebel days, you know, of the Tark Show and everything there, that there was a great fan base and a lot of educated basketball fans and. You know, here we are 20 years later, and you got the Raiders and the Knights, you know, just win the Stanley Cup, which was great. The Aces, who knows about the A's. You got minor league soccer. The whole thing, everything just is kind of, uh, you know, this groundswell support. So let's just say we softened the beach a little bit.
2: So, Albert, you know what? I want to fast forward. Um, you you come here. You're established. It's become the, the the spot in July, those 10 days, 10, 11 days um, record numbers, the the year the Ball family is all involved, and then the pandemic hits, and it just devastated all of us. What I thought has been impressive the last two years is it's as if that year, that 2020 didn't even happen. I mean, they didn't. The excitement to get back into the arena. Were you worried at all? Was there a concern, you know, in coming back that first year and then last year? Uh, maybe not last year, but just because I, I was impressed with the energy right after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Willie, you know, I think we chatted about this. Just the energy is what drives the, the Summer League every day. It's just the the everyday fan has an opportunity to see things up close, personal. And when COVID hit, you know, it stopped everything. We're small. We're, we're event operators and, and promoters just like everybody else, a small business. So we felt it. And there was a lot of apprehension coming back, I think, um, you know, just not only for sports, but just business and, and life in general. So, I have to go back to the fans of Vegas once again. I mean, they've shown, just watching this run, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Knights now, too. But, like, they're resilient, and they are educated, and they know what a good product is like. And, you know, they came back and supported it. Obviously, our NBA community and the NBA family, um, that is really a traveling show for Summer League, as you all know, all 30 teams, you know, they were excited and anxious to get back. So that was one thing. I mean, people were Zoom. They had Zoom fatigue. You know, they wanted to get back in the gym. We've all been in the gym for years. And there's just a, there's just something about it, being in the gym, you know, dapping people up, giving a hug, you know, seeing guys dive on the floor. And it, it was just contagious. And then, you know, 21, we came back slowly with a lot of precautions, still in order, and then in 22, I mean, I just go back to when we had Paulo and, and Keegan Murray going out at it. the double overtime game last year. Danny room only. The place is just lit in the morning. It's like we're back. We finally felt back and then, you know, kept that momentum going. And, and now we've got an unbelievable, you know, draft class coming in and some, hopefully some star power.
2: Once again, speaking with Albert Hall, co-founder of the NBA Summer League this year, um. You're, well, every year you right you you look forward to the draft. You do, you get your schedule makers. We usually get a chance to see if they're well. This year, I don't think we're going to get one versus two, if if all calculations are correct. But that doesn't take away from the matchups that we see. Who are you looking forward to most with this Thursday's draft?
0: You know what? There's a lot of guys under the radar of uh, from college basketball that maybe aren't getting the love. I, I think a, a Jarris Walker. I mean. This kid from Houston is really electric. you haven't seen him play, I mean, Camp Whitmore is another guy who fits into that, that Villanova mold who's just going to be a really good pro. Um, obviously, the, the Twins, the Thompson Twins, I think they're a little bit of a mystery, but very, very talented guys. And then, you know, you got Miller, Scoot, Wemby. I mean, there's, you don't have to get into too much conversation there, but... I think there, a guy like Scoot may come in and say, you know what, I'm going to dominate this thing because hey, we all know summer league, there's always stars that just they take center stage and they just own it. And the teams love it because it's an indicator of what they can do in the, the big, big arenas. But, um, you know, there's a number of guys and even the local guys and, and like a kid like Julian Strother, who, you know, I think is, is left a little bit and you know, a big kid who can shoot has played at a really high level, um, so guys like that, you know, could go on and on and on. Uh, Jaime Hawkes. I mean, this draft has a lot of depth. I don't know how many stars, but there's definitely some some guys that are going to come in and make immediate impact. You look at what Christian Brown did, did in the in the playoffs there and in the finals. I mean, this guy looked like he belonged. And there's quite a few of those guys in this draft.
1: Get your tickets at UNLVTickets.com. Albert Hall is with us from the NBA Summer League. So, talk about some of the features you've added and uh, some of the uh, ticket buying options.
0: Sure. I mean, every year we try to add a little element to it. You know, last year we rolled out our sneaker lab, and that was a huge hit. Um, 2K Sports is, is a big fan, and obviously our title sponsor, but a lot of fans come out to, to see what they have to offer. Um, we have our on-site studio, which, you know, you guys are utilizing. and a lot of different media types that will come in. The players are now doing it um, to come in and, and do their podcast there, whatever it may be, so fans can see them up close and personal in the concourse. And then we have an NBA Players Association activation as well, um, right on the concourse. It's going to be really unique, uh, kind of a it's a, a Brotherhood Bodega feel to it. So there's a lot of player inspired products and whatnot. Um, so you have to make a chance to uh, to stop by there. But you know, each and every year we try to add a little bit of a wrinkle. Uh, what fans want, we always have our autograph stage, which, as you alluded to, Willie, you know, we we didn't weren't able to do that for a few years. So now it's back and thriving in a full full bore there so fans can come out get an autograph and then it's really easy to buy tickets i mean you can go to nbaevents.com or unLbtickets.com. everything is right there you can buy a general admission ticket it's we're at 45 dollars for the plus fees which is still a very 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 affordable price to see up to eight games a day um reserve seats available and really just every night we're going to bring great talent on the floor uh, entertainment, off the floor. You never know who you're going to meet. So go to NBA events or UNLVtickets.com and get your tickets today. We open on July 7th.
1: You can also go up to uh, LVSportsNetwork.com. You can register to win a couple of tickets in the uh, Michelob Ultra Courtside Lounge. We'll be announcing that right at the start of the Summer League, July 7th to the 17th. And we're giving away tickets every day. We gave away a four-pack earlier. But your chance to guarantee to get involved is LVSportsNetwork.com.
0: So Yeah, and I, I will say this too, NBA, we, you know, we're rolling out a new thing here, NBA Con this year. It's going to be simultaneous with Summer League, so they're going to have a, a number of activations over at Mandalay as well, so we'll have shuttles going to and from the arena. So lot's happening, and, and, you know, we're continuing to evolve this event each and every year.
2: So, Albert, one thing I want to ask about you, because this happened before when the All-Star game was here. Uh, for the WNBA a few years back before COVID, right? That was uh, when Liz Campbells was still with the, the – and she was DJing parties. This year, mm-hmm. once again, WNBA All-Star Game toward the end of the NBA Summer League sort of culminates, and the tie-in is incredible because the NBA players love to go there, and you're going to get an influx of WNBA players. Does that help?
0: Oh, yeah. We're, we're really excited about it. I mean, just to see – the strides the women game has made. I mean, they've, they've they earned it, right? They earned it. A lot of hard work. And they've, they've really mastered the art of, of being a show person or an entertainer on, on the floor, uh, off the floor. I mean, we talked about having a little bit of a fashion contest amongst them. Oh, um, we're going to do a party for them on Thursday night over at Virgin. So we're really excited to bring in the WNBA and the All-Star game that goes on. And, um, you know, it's just a big basketball festival, which we always envisioned uh, Summer League to become. All
2: right. Well, you let me know when you do the media fashion show. I think I might enter that. <laughs> Albert, it's always good to have you on. Join Walk us, over. Cofield & Company, ESPN Las Vegas,
1: and we're going to see you here in a couple of weeks.
0: I appreciate it, guys. Get your tickets early. First weekend will be sold out.
1: There you go. Albert Hall, NBA Summer League. It's always a, a massive event and really is a a world basketball convention because there's so much basketball action going on and then Willie just mentioned tying in the WNBA. You walk through those arenas and you walk through the concourses. It's nuts. Like like a lot of times you look around you're like, "Okay, that's a tall guy. Who is he? Do I recognize him?" Uh there's, you know, current great players, the young guys, older guys. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, and I you know what I have fun is cuz they're all willing the, the NBA stars, the veterans, they're just hanging out. The ones that have become cool with you over the years, they recognize you. You say, hey, can you come up to real quick to the concourse? And how many times we just get spot interviews? Those sometimes are the best ones because you just get them. They come in, and they'll sit in with you, and they're more than willing. Great time at the NBA Summer League.
1: Can I go back and again date myself and maybe you? Uh, one of the early players who was in the Summer League was Chris Paul. Yeah, And he was dinged up, and I've always told the story. I remember watching him, and I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think he's going to be any good. Good call on your part. <laughs> I missed. I missed on that one. And now we seem to be on almost the very end here. This is weird, isn't it? He's going to get bought out, right? He's not going to toil in freaking irrelevant Washington D.C. You wouldn't think. I don't know. That's tough. Didn't to he say. spend like half a year? Well, didn't the same thing happen to him where he had to go to OKC and then, and then that ended kind of quickly. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean, I would hope he could land somewhere, and I understand the you know the business of basketball, and this is the way they could get Bradley Beal. But to see him sent to go play for the Wiz, ugh. I was so I was gross. intrigued
2: when I heard that the Clippers were interested in, in reuniting with him. So who knows? Who knows where this where he ends up?
1: He's gonna say with his kid. He's not a kid anymore. Sammy P is coming up in about ten minutes on sports gambling. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers.
2: It's great to see what is this year, you know almost an average major league baseball crowd in the facility for one night that's a great thing
1: this is an all-time bad quote and i know the people around the commissioner they did not ask him to say this why be cynical and sarcastic and smug about the fact that even in a boycott they only got
2: an below average nightly attendance there's just no reason to do it
0: Field and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno.
3: Yeah, we've
1: been saving that one for a while. The uh, Vast Sound crew pulled that a while ago. Bobby Manfred, the uh, MLB commissioner, being commented on, that was David Sampson, who's an all-time snot in baseball. He's the one who worked that, uh, that bilk job down in Miami mm. with Lurie to get $600 million. They claimed they had no money, and then when the profits came out a couple years later, it was like, oh, they are making money. So they took $600 million to get their stadium, and that was Manfred commenting on the fans who were broken, battered, and bitter, and they did that reverse boycott, and they showed up to the tune of like 28,000, and he just looked down his nose, at them, like almost mad, and David Sampson was calling out Manfred like, why? Would you do that? Uh, but that that's what we're buying into. We're buying into Manfred, and that's his attitude sometimes. You know what we should have built a stadium for? And we haven't built a stadium yet. And I also, I'm not sure that it's going to be at the Trop uh, property. Why did not we build like a giant arena to house the prices right, like 10 shows a day, right? Do we still have that here or not? We still Is it still playing here? It was playing here forever, right? That's a nice show. That's positive. You know, Bob Barker would never look down his nose at the fans would never do that rest in peace is he alive still I think he passed away I always miss on that one right the vast research crew will look it up yeah he is he's still alive okay Already saying he's still alive um, let me check with Janice Dickinson hold on
2: okay go ahead sorry I was so surprised he's 99 years old
1: there you go he's wow. still alive good well I never want to mistake it you know like Dick Van Dyke is still alive. I think he is no he is he just got a no car Parker wrestling. was epic in uh, 99 good for him what
2: was the uh, – Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Kicked yep. Adam Sandler's ass. Yep. Yeah.
1: So uh, Drew Carey took over, and he's okay. He's a little weird sometimes. Uh, Barker's the best. No one's ever going to be Barker. But The Price is Right, just happy, right? We, like I said, we could do 10 shows a day with The Price is Right. Uh, the other day, some guy comes on, gets super jubilant because um, he gets a quick win, and then he actually hurt himself. Yes! Yes! Ah!
0: Uh, let me explain what happened. Henry, this is Alice, this is Alice Henry's wife. How you doing? Uh, Henry was celebrating and going <laughs> and he dislocated his shoulder. I know. So he's not going to be able to spin the wheel, but Alice is going to spin the wheel for him. Good luck. Here we go. How about 95? Yeah! All right. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself.
1: <laughs> I have a problem with this. What? co and company has to take a neck. What happened? What, wait, what? Why it's a happy just, moment.
2: Why not just spin it with the other arm?
1: Oh, you should have seen him. I, I did. I watched
2: it. You, t- you, because because I I'm, we're mandated now. When you send videos, watch the video, please.
1: I, I didn't well, say wait it today. A, wait a second. I watched. Have it. you been on that show? Have you never watched the show? When I was. Of course. What are you kidding? What me? do you think? Everyone's the Incredible Hulk. Wait a minute. That's a two
2: arm spin. You and I both. Now that was the big deal about calling in sick or for going not going to school. Nah, it was a Chicken point. noodle soup, saltines, oh. ginger ale, and the Price is right.
1: right. Don't freaking overbid the Showcase Showdown. Yeah, one dollar. You know, stay home. My mom would slap me right across the face. You know, uh, you I went wanna, too high. Told I want to go I wanna, low. I want to throw this she out did, at she you. She didn't do you that. By you the brought way. up Drew Carey. Yeah, we have a minute. By the way, if this is gonna be a long story. Legendary
2: game show host, uh-huh. where the show is still on. Who's the best replacement of all of all know. game shows?
1: It's a good topic for uh, Sammy P. Okay, you do understand what you just said, right? With the wheel, it's a good question. Yeah. By the way, um, I do understand. The no, the wheel is that thing's monstrous. Did you watch how the wife did? She barely got it to freaking...
2: Exactly. So the left hand would have been just fine. It, he it he
1: His arm was... His
2: body was turned.
1: His arm was dragging. Hey. He might have popped out the other shoulder.
2: Hockey. Wow.
1: Look, at, It's <laughs> not <laughs> hockey. It's Price is Right. It's a game. We're not... Comp- it's what part of the game. It's right. yeah. all part of the game, Steve. It's all part of the game. Freaking do it on the Price is Right. It's all part of the game.
0: Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Betting Betting. with Sammy P. P.
1: It's a Tuesday. That does mean Paniadovich is in. Willie's here. It's Cofield. What's up, Sammy? Chuck Woolery. That's the easy answer, buddy. Replaced who?
2: No. Woolery was first and then replaced by Pat Sajak, I think is what he's saying.
3: I thought you were asking who's the best. No. No. Oh. Way, to jump, Willie, in. Way Willie, to jump in there! No, he tried. Yeah, that's Willie repeated again.
2: The, I was trying to say who is the best. So a, of a legendary show like from our when we were younger, you'd stay home from school, you'd watch the, the just, games. just any game show. Who who, who any was the home,
1: replacement? Who's the best replacement? Yeah, who was the best replacement? So so, so well, Drew, the
2: show didn't lose its
1: life. Yeah, Drew Carey in for Barker carries nowhere near Barker. Like someone who actually took the show to a higher level. It's pretty tough.
3: Yes, that's why most sequels suck too.
1: Like, I don't did did uh did love connection go on beyond Woolery I don't know if it did there may have been a reboot though I, I don't know but didn't he start Wheel of Fortune yeah Chuck Woolery was he was on before say Jack yeah oh then Jack's the winner of this question uh, but yeah, what, do you, there? what do you mean ah? I like I,
2: I I well as you as you pointed out off the air Steve Harvey wasn't the direct replacement for Richard Dawson on Family Feud but I think that That right now, that
1: dynamic. I think that qualifies. Yeah, I think that qualifies. Yeah, Harvey's taking it to another level. But old
2: school shows overall, my all-time favorite, I think might have to be Match Game with Gene Rayburn when you had Richard Dawson, you had Brett Summers, you had Charles Nelson Reilly, you had that crew up there. That was just a fantastic—Nipsey Russell, that was incredible. That was just an incredible
3: dynamic.
1: Sammy, too much for you? No, no, I love this. Okay, No, I didn't know if it was too old for you.
3: Yeah, no you know what is old though yes. you know what's old and i'm glad willie's here because we couldn't talk about this last week i don't think Willie was here remember three weeks ago when i st- i told you i said you have to make this bet right now mm-hmm. it was either the aces or the liberty to win the championship
2: right. mm-hmm.
3: and it was minus three and a quarter minus 325 you know what that price is right now minus 500 or higher yeah. nice uh that said why would you bet 550,
1: 600, we, you can just get the Aces at 135.
3: Because I want them both. That's all.
2: Did you happen to see my tweet earlier this morning with that? With, in regards For to
3: the WNBA? It. No, but I know you follow the league religiously, and I know so, you're an expert in so it, so ace, I figured I'd bring it up.
2: So there's four teams with winning records. Aces, Sun, Liberty, Mystics, in that order. From there, it's 500 or worse. But when you – a cumulative record – of the opposition for each team based on just one meeting, right? Just one. Seattle has played the toughest schedule and then Connecticut. So the, the so the team with the winning record that's played the hardest schedule so far is Connecticut. If you go cumulative record for every single meeting. So it doesn't matter if they've met that team twice, you just add it again. Okay? Seattle, Atlanta, Minnesota, then Connecticut. You know where the aces are? Second worst or second easiest schedule thus far. The team that they beat them was the team with the second-best record in the league. I want to see what the Aces do when they play the Liberty, when they play the Mystics, when they play a tougher schedule. They're beaten up on teams that are at the bottom of the league. And, hey, I I love covering the Aces, but they've yet to play competition, and Becky knows that.
3: That's all fine and dandy, but still, like, are you really going to move them out of the way in the playoffs? Because this really feels like, and I know we're not going to talk a lot about the WNBA here, but this feels like these two teams remind me of like Celtics-Lakers in the 80s. Nobody's touching them, barring multiple injuries. I'm sorry, but uh, the aces,
2: I agree. But I'm not locked in on the Liberty until I see cohesiveness, because I don't think that Sandy Brondello has figured out what exactly to do with Quell Jones. The Connecticut Sun, they're trying to prove a point that the, without John Quell Jones, without Courtney Williams, and without Kurt Miller, and they have a lot of veterans and experience on that team and they're proving it. And they, again, I just said, they played the most winningest teams thus far. They're getting it done. So I I, I want to see what happens after the all-star break. I get what you're saying. Liberty, you're a super team, but Connecticut, I'm not
1: counting out. Okay. Sammy P. Nesson, Fox Sports is with us here on this Tuesday. Um, I saw that you have, and you you kind of uh, gave it a little publicity last week, you have a muted words list. <laughs> why why is baby Gronk on there?
3: Oh, I'm sick of the guy. Yep. Not the kid. I'm sick of the dad. Uh, yeah. He's just a total loser, and he's feeding his kid, you know, who should be out, like, scraping his knees and, like, chasing girls around. or You know, like, yeah. he should be a kid, and – He's telling his son in interviews that he gets massages from baddies. And I just, the dad is such a freaking loser. And, and that kid now has a huge target. Yep. For whenever he enters high school football, college football, it's just it's bad. And and it's the dad's fault. It's not the kids' fault. It is it is the dad's
1: fault because the kid's gonna stop growing and will never play any level of college football after I mean, I guess he's getting he's having a good time. He doesn't look like he's having a good time though. I mean, I would think he is, but every interview he's like, Yes, no, because I think his dad's like, Don't talk, kid. Let me do all the talking. Like the kid can't even talk
3: the dad is trying to live his life through the kid, which is super weird. And I'm sure you've seen some of the tweets like Jane Slater, who covers the NFL. She shared a story about how the dad was like super creepy, sent a DM like, Mm. Oh baby Gronk, I can't wait to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And then Jane Slater shows up and meets baby Gronk and baby Gronk has no idea who Jane Slater is. Of course. So I think the dad is sort of, well, clearly the dad is running the social media, but the dad is running it like he's the kid. And then these people end up meeting the kid, and the kid's like, he doesn't know what's going on. So that's why it's
1: weird. Uh, NBA draft's coming up, Sam. Believe me, we could do that for 20 minutes. I, 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 I'll I, I'll then catch myself, because the first time I saw the whole thing and I saw the kid interviewed, I was like, boy, this kid's stupid. And I was like, eh, that was a little too harsh for a 10-year-old. He's 10! I know, I know! You guys mentioned
2: high, when he gets to high school and college. Are you kidding me? When he gets to midget football, there's going to be a price on this kid's knee. Yep.
1: No doubt. Uh, draft. Obviously, after uh, Wemby, or with Wemby, there's no betting it. Unless you have some snitch. There's no betting that pick unless you found something interesting for number one pick. After that, I think
3: there should be some value in the two, three, four range, right? I have a couple of people that have done the following. They have taken Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller plus money to go two and three. Mm-hmm. So basically they're free rolling. Granted, not for a big price, but if you have say you have a guy at plus one fifty to go two and plus one eighty to go three and he goes two or three, you're gonna make a little bit of coin there. is going one. If he doesn't, I'll faint and I'll I don't even know what I would do after I fainted. But you know, minus twenty thousand. That means you got to lay that to win $100. bucks. i am sorry. That ain't happening ever. It gets interesting at four. That's when Houston picks, and I'm hoping that, that the Rockets take Amen Thompson because uh, on chicken dinner, we have two bets. One of them is Cam Whitmore to go fifth overall exactly, mm. and we bet that at plus 450. Cam Whitmore the other day to go five was even money or plus 115. Now, there have been some reports that – Whitmore is sliding. That was uh, Javoni from ESPN said that. But I'll tell you what, buddy. Last year proves nobody knows a damn thing. I mean, Woj got outscooped by by the sharpest betters in the world. Because remember, Woj kept saying that Jabari Smith was going one. Oh, yeah. And that drove Paolo's price yeah. day of the draft to like 8, 9, 10 to 1. And then the wise guys are popping 8, 9, 10 to 1 on Paolo. Eventually, Woj says, well, I got it wrong. Apollo's going one and then forget it. I mean, books got crushed. And I'll tell you what, nobody's taking draft bets in Vegas. Nobody. I texted all these guys. Nobody's taking bets because it's one of two things. There's either no interest or it's nothing but sharp guys that win. So what's the point? It's a loss leader every year. And I think that Bancaro-Jabari Smith example last year at number one is the perfect reason why a Nevada Sportsbook will probably never take a draft bat again in the NBA. Maybe a silly question here, Sammy P, but
2: can you in the NBA draft take like the equivalent to a horse race? Can you do an exacta, like who will go exactly four and five? I know you can do exact, but you know, exact fourth pick or fifth pick. Can you do who goes four and five exactly or six and seven or two and three? Can you do something like that?
3: So, you can do the trifecta and then you can do the first five in a row if you want. Like, so let's just go, like, if you go Wembenyama, Henderson, Miller, that's minus 140. Wembenyama, Miller, Henderson is plus 110. And then if you stretch it out to the five, you know, you can go Wembenyama, Miller, Henderson, Thompson, Whitmore at five to one. So, these books are getting more creative. But again, I mean, these are markets that are outside Nevada because Nevada wants no business with this. Sammy P is with us. Nesson and Fox Sports
1: draft coming up right here on ESPN Las Vegas on Thursday. Do you have an over under snitch or two, or you're looking at someone even if they're down, whatever in the you know the 20s, 30s, 40s?
3: I haven't gotten that far uh, down the board, Steve, and I'll be honest with you. Like I'll, I'll just pull up DraftKings for example. I think right now they only have five over unders on players, oh, really? and a lot of those are. Yeah, they're just juiced to death and I, I know you you texted me about one of the ones that we bet it was uh, Buffkin from Michigan under 16 and a half and at, at the time it was minus 140. Uh, DraftKings right now on Buffkin has 12 and a half. <laughs> so, I mean, I could if I wanted to I could middle it. Yeah. Like I could go over 12 and a half, but I I think there's a chance he could go 9, he could go 12, but I can't with with all honesty, I can't tell you to bet under 12 and a half when my damn podcast was saying go under 16 and a half. Four positions is is an eternity in draft betting. But no, man, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of stuff. I think the highest number is Leonard Miller, uh, 21 and a half. But I, I remember three years ago, you could bet guys in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and the reality is the books didn't know where to line these guys. And then let's say Steve, uh, Steve Cofield is a big prospect at UNLV and his draft prop going into workouts is 35-and-a-half, and and he dominates a top-ten pick, well, (laughs) where do you move it? You know, you move it from 35-and-a-half to 27-and-a-half, and and then the guy goes 21st. So it's just a loss leader for these books, and, and like I said, that's the reality. So this time of year, people love the College World Series, and you're on Florida, right? So explain your
1: history with Florida and how they're doing.
3: I bet them before the World Series started, well, before the tournament started, for that matter, at plus 950. And they are one win away from going to the championship. So they play TCU tomorrow. Um, And remember, TCU is in the losers bracket. So TCU has to beat Florida twice to advance to the final. Um, I'm assuming Florida wins. If not tomorrow, they win the second game. And then it looks like we're going to have a rematch of Wake Forest and LSU on the other side of the bracket, which would be uh, a great one, but yeah, you're looking at, at likely wake against Florida and uh, Florida was 10 to one coming in. Uh, you know, wake was anywhere from three, four to one, but those were, I thought those were the two best teams all season and it looks like we'll probably get that, uh, in the championship in Omaha last 30 seconds. I know
1: you did a chicken dinner podcast, RL Epstein, a rising star in the sports gambling world was with you.
3: Does she have a future on the race? She bet Tampa 25 to 1 before the season, and that's a diehard season. So she was shorting New York and, and buying Tampa. But I'll tell you what, she thinks San Diego is about to get hot. And I, I, I tend to agree with her. You know, they are right there in the wild card. They're four games out. You can find a 20 to 1 or higher in Las Vegas right now. If they get in, that lineup is dangerous. And 20 to 1 on a team that was 8, 9, 10 to 1 before the season. Is not bad math, if you know what I mean. Sammy, you're the best. Thank
1: you. Thanks for dealing with our game show talk. Although I think you enjoyed that.
3: Hey, I did enjoy it, and I need <laughs> the Gators, buddy. I'll uh, I'll be out there in August, and we can maybe get some wings for once in your life. All right,
1: we'll lock it down. We'll lock it down. Let's close I out the five o'clock oh, hour. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate it. Reminder: Remember, we talked early in the week, or actually late last week, about Sarah Miss Twin Peaks in Vegas and Henderson. She's in the national competition tonight. They're going to be streaming the competition in nashville so get over to twin peaks on eastern great happy hour specials big beer 22 ounce or under four bucks and plenty of other great specials at twin peaks henderson